Welcome to the Angelscapes podcast, where you're encouraged to uncover and develop a direct connection with your soul's power, wisdom, and spiritual intuition that is ready to blossom. We'll explore new ideas, compelling tips, and real steps to help you learn simple spiritual practices. We're a safe place to learn more about accessing your soul's power with education and spiritual wholeness that could bring more clarity to your life. Now here's your host, a practicing medium, Akashic Records practitioner, spirit artist, coach, and mentor, Dr. Reverend Nancy Smith. Do you ever wonder why when you set an intention to do something, all these inner voices start speaking up and interrupting you and second guessing your, making you second guess yourself? And have you ever strode into a situation or an event thinking you've got it all, you know what's going on, and then all of a sudden you feel like you're just three feet tall or even three inches tall? Hello, this is Angelscapes, and I am your host, Nancy Smith. And in this episode, I'd like you to join me in a conversation about interrupt, inner interruptions and stray thoughts that can derail your clear intentions. Discover that inner team that drives your life from your unconscious self. Believe it or not, there's a whole other consciousness that's driving you and learn how to manage this energy of emotions. This unconscious self is a series of emotions and we can um, really work with them now that people are really, you know, this is the time of year where we get up into our intentions and we're going to do this or do that or experience this or experience that. And then we don't. And people say, why don't I do anything? And one of the things that I have learned about and understand is that we are created um, with an unconscious self. Some people call it the ego self and it's full of voices and personalities and subpersonalities and archetypes and belief systems that are all trying to get to the top to tell us what to do. They're not the smartest or the most growing and learning part of ourselves, but if we break ourselves down into three layers, levels of consciousness, we can begin to understand what's driving us and what's sending us off the edge or keeping us from doing something that we really want to do. Back in the new age explosion in the eighties, people were talking about overcoming your ego or, or um, your ego is, is not a spiritual place or, or it's just, it's, it's interrupting you from having a beautiful spiritual practice or from being a good person. And I'd like to go the other way with that. Our ego is our unconscious self. And by understanding our ego, By embracing our ego, I call it our unconscious self, we begin to integrate our life experience into our awareness. And when we integrate our life experience into our awareness, our soul has access to it. So it's it's a little miracle. It's a really great little design, but it's a complex design. So I want to talk to you about that today because we beat ourselves up so badly when we don't do what we think we should do, or we, we don't get onto that spiritual path or we don't l- lose those 20 pounds or we don't go to the gym or we don't um, blah, blah, blah. The list know how to ride our two wheel bike. <clears throat> the list can go on and on and on. And let's break this down on who could be talking to you. There's a beautiful Disney movie out called in out. It's called inside out. And it's um, a few years ago. And it's about a young girl 
the inside of her emotional self, and it has all these inner voices. So if you want to understand what I'm talking about, grab that Disney movie and um, you'll, you'll, you'll start to get it. But what I'm going to talk about to you is how to manage those inner voices. <clears throat> In the movie, she had joy, sadness, disgust, anger, frustration, fear. Um, and, and it's very similar um, to that little girl in the movie, we have inner voices or inner parts to ourselves that developed since we uh, when, since we were born. Even before we were born, we developed um, the, the, our mother's personality, our father's personality started to, um, in, um, I guess, embed in our thinking, embed in our emotional body, personalities and thoughts and um, reactions. So even before we were born, this stuff started. But as we were born and we learned to socialize with our parents and our family, we begin to learn what we need to do to make things happy, what we need to do to get our diapers changed or to get fed. And we learn what works and we does, we learn what, what doesn't work. And it's all through the emotions because those little synapses aren't thinking things through. They're simply, uh, you, you have the body function that's the brain the feelings the emotions the hunger the sadness the loneliness and we all know that when we're um failure to thrive for little babies is if they're not touched enough if they don't have enough interaction they won't thrive or they won't grow um or some in some in some instances they they just will perish so um they're developed that they haven't developed that inner sense of self in order to survive. So we need to go through all of these very important steps and create all of these important uh, awarenesses or subpersonalities or belief structures to help us go through life. And sometimes these belief structures or these personalities, these subpersonalities, stop working in our favor because they're stuck in time. They're stuck in the past. They're stuck in when, remember when you were eight years old and you figured out, finally figured out that this is how life works and you just stick to it. And now you're 45 years old and you're, you're, you're working with an eight-year-old consciousness. And that doesn't work too well for, for anybody. Um, and that when I said the example, when you stride into a, a situation where you think you own it, where you think you're, you've got this and all of a sudden you shrink down to three feet or three inches tall, you something has triggered you something has presented itself to you that seemed so big that you went into your little three-year-old self or your little tiny self that says i can't do this and our inner voices will take over and will think that they're they will think that they're protecting us they will think that they're doing us very much good um protecting us and um only three or four or eight years old they're very young and so all of a sudden we are talking like the adult that we felt we were. Let's break this down a little bit. Um, back in the day, there was a group of psych psychologists that talked about, that really studied the psyche and <clears throat> broke it down into three parts. And the first part is the sacred witness. And when I work in the Akashic Records, I will always ask you, when we're doing some personal interpersonal work to invite your sacred witness to come on board. I like to say, sit on your right shoulder. And this part of yourself, it's sacred and it's a witness because it observes, observes everything in your life new, with neutrality. It, that is the, it is the part of yourself that listens to everything, that catalogs everything, but it doesn't make a decision. It just has the information. 
And that's a very important part of ourselves because we need to go back into the records of our lives. We have the sacred Akashic records of spirit. The records of our lives are in the middle of the Akashic records, but that's a, a long conversation for, for maybe another episode. Our sec, our um, our sacred self will have seen the records of our personal life. So we can go into that witness self and say, so what's really going on here? Now, when we do interpersonal work, there's the sacred witness. And then on the other shoulder, I ask you to invite your inner protector or your inner pusher or your inner, inner skeptic, the ones who speak up the loudest to sit on your left shoulder and observe, to take on the same role as the um, sacred witness and to observe this interpersonal work so that you can access what you need to access to heal, to learn and grow to accomplish what you're wanting to accomplish. So sometimes, um, so let's talk a little bit about those inner protectors and inner pushers and inner skeptics. Within ourselves, ever since we're tiny, even pre-verbal, we have created an aspect of ourselves that wants to protect us, that wants to keep us safe at all times. Our parents start by doing that role, playing that role for us. Sometimes they do a good job, sometimes they slip up. Uh, sometimes we do fall down and hit our heads. And so we have an inner protector that kind of learns from the pain that we're experiencing or the frustration or the loneliness and starts to create rules and regulations. And that's your inner protector. Our inner protectors, some are much louder than others and some are much more restrictive than others. And some inner protectors, um, you know, just they they don't mind taking risks and stuff like that. So understanding how your inner protector works in your life is a key to understanding when you can take a risk and when you can't take a risk or when you're too overwhelmed with fear or when you're inspired to move over your inner protector is what gives you permission to to do what it is that you want to do or need to do it's almost like um, you have to go into yourself call up the inner protection get the permission slip say okay now i can go on the ride or i can go on the field trip so there's another part of aspect to ourselves. It's called the inner pusher. And this inner pusher um, develops a little bit later in our lives. You might find your inner pusher could be um, maybe four or five or six years old. It developed around that time when you had to learn to do your chores, when you had to learn to read and write, when you had to learn you know, to eat all of your peas on your plate, even though you didn't like them. But you knew that if you didn't do what your parents asked you to do, you would be in trouble. So the inner pusher often is our inner parent. We've internalized the rules that our parents have brought to us or our caretakers have brought to us. And then later, as we go through school, as we go through learning, so even social learning, our inner pusher wants us to do better. And if we have a very pushy parent, our inner pusher will want to mock or, or copy that parent that's pushing because that is the um, recipe for success that our outer world has shown us and our inner world wants us to do well, well and succeed because that's the succeed word is really important. So the inner pusher will push us. And some of us have inner pushers that don't even let us sleep at night. Did you do this? Did you, did you figure this out? And sometimes we start our day with our inner pusher with lists going through our head or, or our inner pusher won't let us um, relax or feel. The inner pusher often is the author of it's not good enough yet. And it holds a lot of belief structures within that part of ourselves. These are major 
um, personality parts. And then underneath those are sub-personality parts. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about there, about who they are and who they could be. An inner skeptic is a very important part because um, we need to not trust everything. Our inner skeptic can help us build boundaries around us. Our inner skeptic can keep us from um, buying the thing we shouldn't buy. Or, or if somebody's trying to convince us to, as my mother said, if and if she told you to walk off the brick Brooklyn Bridge, would you do that too? And um, building that inner skeptic helps us to have a sense of, let me think this through. Let me, let me not believe everything that I hear. Very important part of ourselves, but the inner skeptic can also um, be very negative and, and, and begin to not be helpful um, in our lives. And, and then we have the inner lazy dude. I love this inner lazy dude that just isn't going to get up off the couch no matter what you say to him. And that inner lazy dude is oftentimes an inner protector or, and it's saying you need to rest or it'll say, don't go out there. Don't, don't, uh, don't get yourself cold. Don't get yourself hot. Don't take a risk. And so it will protect you. That part of yourself will protect you by being lazy, by being, I'm not going to leave the couch or, or um, take a risk. So um, now I just named a second protector. So we have many different parts of ourselves that protect us. And um, the one, uh, here's another one coming on. Now where everyone has this, so where is yours? The inner know-it-all. I know it. I know you don't have to tell me a thing. I already know it. I knew it since I was two years old. You don't have to tell me that inner, the person that knows everything and won't go past what they know to be true. They won't take it to another level. They just, because they already know it all. And we have that inner know-it-all because we want to, that inner know-it-all is a really good part of yourself to sit down and ask them, how are you serving me? How are you helping me with this? Because I really wanted to learn more about this thing. And now you're telling me, oh, we already know it. Don't, don't bother. So um, our inner know-it-all has a purpose for us. And then we have our inner children, our beautiful inner children that hold our creativity, that hold our wonder and hold our curiosity. Um, if you know any of you have had kids or if you can remember that far back in your childhood or you've observed other young people growing up, when you watch a child before they hit 12, they have a certain personality about them. They could be the the explorer or the, or the, the this, the, um, sensitive child or the uh, creative child. And if you observe those personalities, those are very close to the essence of who you are, the essence of your personality. And oftentimes those, those children, those inner children, they don't grow up fully or they don't develop fully because the inner protector or the inner skeptic or the different things in life don't allow them to mature and grow up. And oftentimes if somebody wants to become more creative in their life or overcome um, an obstacle, it's a, it's about connecting to that, that inner child that has that ability, that has that desire or has um, the strength. So we could have the inner wounded child is the one that pretty much everyone gets to right away. That inner wounded child that, that was overwhelmed or had some trauma or had some un, un, unsure things. And so that wounded child is very much a protector. And that wounded child is the three-year-old that's in the back of the store screaming their head off because the wounded child can control the family. That's one of the, one of the uh, 
purposes of the wounded child to stop everything and get what you need. And then um, it's not the only child inside. There's the healer child, the child that has the gift and ability to heal itself and to help heal those around them. And getting access to that healer child can be difficult. It, uh, uh, you may need to create a safe environment to express your feelings to yourself and to accept yourself as you really are and to love yourself unconditionally. And then the healer child can begin to come out of the forest of your life and begin to express itself in a very lovely, caring way. Could be the poetry, you know, could, could be the songs. And then we have the creator child that's within us too. Very similar to the healer child, um, the creator child could have tremendous amount of gifts and is your inner creator child, has it been allowed to mature into an adult? So all these are very um, important parts of ourselves um, to understand who is leading, who's driving the bus today, who's who's taking me to work, who's who's making those phone calls, you know, who's who's on board, who's getting um, I'm wondering who's doing the podcast right now when I am as I as I say this who's in front of all of you talking, which part of me is doing that. Um, so in order to, you're at a block, you have an intention, you don't know why you're not doing what you're doing. And in order to understand that, sometimes we need to sit down and have a talk with ourselves, have an open hearted, like, okay, who's that inner protector that's not letting me cross the street? And, and you can have a dialogue with them if you're quiet enough and um, that interrupter may not want you to have a dialogue with that inner protector. So they're going to interrupt you. So that's another part. Well, so why are you interrupting me all the time when I'm trying to do this it can be very noisy within yourself, but meeting your team of experts, that's what I call them. Your team of experts is very important if you want to create the life you want to create. And Here's the thing. You hear people talk about ascension all the time. We need to do the spiritual work so humanity can ascend. Well, I'm telling you right now, what I'm describing to you is a very big part of the ascension work that we need to do in order for humanity to ascend. And I'm, I don't mean to say that sarcastically. What I mean to say is the ego work, embracing the ego work. Some You could call it shadow work, I suppose. Um, that could be very confusing to call it shadow work or some or or, or give it kind of new age terms, which can confuse people. Basically, it's knowing about your inner self and how it works. So I started with the first level of awareness is moving into the sacred witness. Down on your right shoulder, taking all, everything in without, without editing it. And then the second level is about the experience of the many selves. That's the second level of understanding who you are and your awareness. And then the third level is about awakening an aware heart so that you're in your aware center. You are your aware self. The aware self, I always feel like it's centered in the heart, connects the unconscious team of experts with your higher self, your soul, which is another expert. Um, the flow of life, the connection with the chi, the connection with the beautiful life force that goes through our lives. And when we embrace that, that's when really awesome things happen. We embrace our unconscious self. Those beings down there, those energy patterns down there are only interested in what they know to be true right now based on the experience that they had whenever they had it, whenever they got born in your life. 
and they're not always on the growth and learning path. So they could be stuck energy or they could be belief systems that just know it all and aren't going to move you forward. And those are the ones that keep us from moving towards what we want to do. So it's up to our aware self to kind of dig a little deeper into what's going on with these inner voices. So let's talk about a little bit more about who those inner voices are. We talked about primary selves who are really basically in charge. And they're the first ones that you feel, the first ones that you know, the first ones that if you're going to have a conversation with any of them, they're the first ones that show up. And then we have the sub-selves. We, have, we could have a protector, but the protector could have gotten born at a time when our inner child wasn't so very confident. So the protector came out and made everything okay for this little inner child, but the protector decided not to let the inner child grow up. So the inner child is now a sub-personality because it can't see the light of day. So sometimes we have to calm down the protector and allow this inner child to develop and grow. And there's a lot of risk in that because the protector doesn't like it, for instance. So that's a sub-personality. Sometimes we have um, a sub-personality if, if we have been in a situation where we have had experienced a lot of stronger personalities and we have learned to get along with those stronger personalities, so we develop a quiet aspect, the protector, I'm not going to go on a limb for that person. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and that's how I'm going to get through this. So within ourselves is our voice. Inside of, of that belief system is a sub-self that's our actual voice um, and our actual, wait a minute, I have something to say here but we've, we've we put a box around it. We, we sat on it and that's a sub-personality. So um, another aspect of, of this are our belief systems. So these belief systems can run through these inner personalities, a belief system of life is, you know, what's what I hear all the time is um, you just live your life and then you die. Um, I can't remember the exact words, but um life sucks and then you die. I think I've heard that a thousand times. And um, that belief system can run through your inner protector. It could run through your inner creator. It could run through, become your inner skeptic. So you have many personalities can hold that one belief system. And as you overcome a belief system, as you break it, as you disprove the belief system, all those parts that hold that belief system will go, hey, what's going on? And they will um, have to learn and grow. Um, and then, uh, so belief systems can sometimes be sub-personalities, but mostly they're just inform informers to the personalities that we have going on inside of ourselves. And archetypes are other parts of ourselves that can sabotage our best efforts, that can derail us. And archetypes are those personalities or those, those we studied mom mom becomes an inner archetype. We've studied dad since they were born. That becomes an inner archetype. So if I'm going to be a dad, I'm going to act like this. If I'm going to be a mom, I'm going to act like this. We have a teacher archetype. And if you've been to church, we have the priest, the nun, and the holy person archetype. And if you are a holy person or if you're a priest or nun, this is how you have to behave. So right now I'm being the nun and um, I'm going to behave a certain way. So I'm taking on an archetype. I'm not necessarily taking on a sub-personality, but this is something that I decided that this is how it's it's supposed to go. Archetypes are usually attached to it's supposed to. So you could have the archetype of the teacher. You could have the archetype of the, of the victim. Oh my God, I'm a victim. You could have the archetype of the uh, saver, the one that always fixes things. 
Um, Carolyn Miss has a deck of cards that I like to use and, and that archetype's this deep. Um, the car, I don't even know how many cards are in that deck and it doesn't even cover all of them. The prostitute is a very important archetype that, that we work with. Um, the inner child archetype, it could be, um, is a very important. And there's like the inner wounded child, the, in, the inner playful child. Um, and then you can have the archetype of the hermit and it can go on and on and on. And, and what archetypes have you taken on inside of yourself that you are aware of or you're not aware of? And those archetypes can also lead your personalities or your subpersonalities. And then we have energy patterns, which are disconnected thoughts and beliefs that just randomly tell you what to do when and it did random different times, but they have a life of their own. So when they um they could show up at the darndest times and they and you could be moving forward ahead, chugging along, and then a thought or an energy pattern will just whoosh, and all of a sudden you're afraid, or all of a sudden you're angry, or all of a sudden the emotion you had two seconds ago is changed to something else. And those are energy patterns that are talking to you. <clears throat> and um they can be released, they can be stuck energy from a past time in your life usually everything's from the past if it's big if it's a big emotion it's from the past and um so if you're having a huge reaction it's a trigger so you're how you feel in the moment doesn't match um what you're doing in the moment that's a uh, past feeling and that's a trigger and those triggers uh, are disconnected belief thoughts that can bring up an inner protector or an inner skeptic or an inner personality that says, Hey, we need your help right now. We help, but you're triggered. So, um, another, uh, thing with, with, um, personality types, if you have an inner child, um, that always wants to go first, um, back on that, um, I'm in, you're, you're in a situation and you've got it handled. And all of a sudden you feel like you're three feet tall. Um, you're looking at your, the situation through the eyes of a three-year-old or through the eyes of your little self. And when you have that um, notion and that feeling, that is a clue that you have a, a personality type coming up and, and kind of trying to take over the situation or drive the truck or whatever you want to call it, drive the bus. And you can handle that. And I'll tell you how to do it in two seconds, but I want to take a second break and tell you, um, again, this is Angelscapes. I'm Nancy Smith, your host. You can find me at angelscapes.net. And I, I do all of this work through mentorships and, and through my Akashic sessions, because it's all about integration. So we'll go into your Akashic records, go into your Akashic, the records of yourself, and we'll integrate some of this work that's part of what I do. And um, if you are interested, you can go onto my website, angelscapes.net, book a session and get a discovery session. You don't have to pay a darn thing. You can just talk to me about what you have going on and what you're interested in, any questions that you may have. It's not a reading, but it's just a way to connect with me to say, hey, do I want to work with this woman or not? It's all spiritual work. It's, it's, I don't like to call it coaching. It's more of a mentorship and a deep dive to give you spiritual tools to move forward in, in your life. And guess what? You're going to always be doing this work till the day you die because our soul is here to learn and grow. And our soul learns and grows from the experiences that we have in our unconscious self is busy having those experiences and making up its mind what they're all about. And if we integrate that unconscious mind with our heart and with our soul, 
then our creativity just flowers out that we actually can complete that intention that we set. So let's go back to talk about what you can do to manage those emotions that um, are inside of all these subpersonalities and all these energies so that you can be fully aware in the present moment. So let's go back to that situation where you thought you had it all handled and you walked in and then all of a sudden you didn't have it handled and you felt like you were three inches tall and maybe you're sweating, you're having a physical reaction and you're not sure what to do. So what you can do is in your, um, I usually put it in my left hand, put it in your left hand, that emotion, and just let it snuggle right up there in the, in your left hand. And then you can make, you can make pretend that it's like a volume stick going up and down and you make, can make it as loud as you want using your imagination. Just make that, that funny little, I feel this big and I'm not feeling so sure about myself and I've lost all my confidence or whatever it is. Let it get as big as you, so you can't stand it anymore. And just sit in that pain, that emotional, oh, and then make it as tiny, 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 bring it down into a quiet, quiet, so, so almost you can't even feel it practically, right? So now in your right hand, I want you to imagine, how do I really want to feel? Like I had it, I was all in there. I was, I had it all going on. So get that feeling and put it in your right hand. And remember how you felt when you had it all going on. It didn't go away. It's still inside of you. And get that feeling right in the palm of your hand and grow that ooh, all the way up over your head until it's so loud you can't even hear yourself anymore. You're feeling good. You got it all. You're a little bit cocky. And, and, then, and then take the two of them and balance them. Let one be a little louder. Let one be a little bit lower. Sometimes we need that inner tiny little child you know, there's a purpose in there. Sometimes you can say, well, so what's your purpose? Why did you come? What did you see that triggered you? What did I miss? And you can get that information from it, from that inner voice that's trying to show up. And you can say, oh, thank you for letting me know. But you don't have to let it be in charge. So you can balance both of those energies in your life and regain that self of, I've got this going on. I'm, I'm the adult in charge here and everything's all right. You can do that with just about any emotions, anxiety and peace. Um, I worked with a woman who was just so sure that, that her job wasn't going to go well at all. And she had a conversation and she was just sure she knew what that conversation went. So we put those feelings into her hands. Like, like I just described to you. So the feeling of this is a, this, this conversation didn't go well and I'm going to get laid off and let it get as loud as it could be and then bring it down. And then when the other hand, we put our confidence, I know what I'm doing in my work. I know I'm doing a good job and let that get really loud and then, and then bring it back down. And then we had a conversation with the voice that thought that this was a bad conversation with her voice said, who are you? What, what is the message that you had to bring to me? And it was really interesting what came out. And then she started to move um, forward with, okay, so I have, you know, somebody, a boss who doesn't, communicate very well. And I assume things because I didn't get the full communication and I assumed something. So by letting her voice get so loud, she could see where she was assuming things. And by letting her confidence voice get really loud, she was seeing where um, she was missing information and she shouldn't make it, you know, and it'd be better for me, I hate to say shouldn't, but it would be better for her to give it a minute before she decided what was really going on. And maybe go back and ask a couple more questions or or whatever it is that she needed to do. 
but but that one voice was keeping her from moving forward and asking questions because it was assuming this is what it was and that wasn't the truth there was an inner voice that was saying hey here we are again we did this before it's never going to get better negative voice so again when you are walking into a situation where you really want to achieve something and your intentions is clear as a bell and you're not overcoming it check out with your inner voice who's driving this bus who's driving the car right now where is my awareness and simply if you pull your awareness up into your um, heart level and you become your aware self you can begin to play with these energies and and see what the messages is, are that they're bringing to you and are they serving you are they helping you or are they just interrupting you and making you crazy and so that's my talk for today um, that's about all the time that I was going to put into this, but I, if you have any questions, courseangelscapes.net, let me know. Practice with these different voices in the palms of your hand, letting them get big or, and, and, and then are small and just talk to them. Say, who are you? What's the message? How old are you? Where did you start? When did, you, when, when did you show up in my life? And begin to really enjoy your life. Begin to really become aware of yourself. And as you become more and more aware of yourself, you're now free to keep the elevator going and go to your higher power, go to your soul and invite your soul to help these unconscious self, parts of yourself to grow and learn and integrate into the soul. So you become a whole healed person, totally involved in the present moment. So thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay well, stay happy, keep talking to your soul and love yourself the way God loves you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Angelscapes podcast. We hope you've gained new insights and inspiration for your journey to uncover and access your soul's power. For more information and a deeper dive into finding clarity in your life, go to angelscapes.com. Remember to subscribe so you can be part of the discussion. It may just change your life. See you next time.